This is our last message in the Christmas series, The Stars of Christmas. And week one, we talked about Mary and Joseph, and we talked about the shepherds and angels in week two. And in week three, we uh, touched on the Magi and Herod. Last night, if you were with us for Christmas Eve, whether in person or online, uh, we focused in on the star of Christmas, Jesus himself. And uh, today, we wrap things up here with uh, several days after the birth of Christ, you see the family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, going to Jerusalem uh, to do a few things that a Jewish family would need to be doing. And so we're going to catch that, but focusing in on two people in this particular story by the name of Simeon and Anna. They will close out our Christmas series here, and we'll be in Luke chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 21. But before we get into the Word and reading from the Scriptures, I would like to pray, just asking the Lord to bless our time in His Word this morning. So would you pray with me before we begin? Heavenly Father, we thank You for this time in Your Word, and we ask for a blessing upon it. Lord, I thank You for this account of people like Simeon and Anna and their story and how it can impact and encounter our story. And the things that we should draw from them, we ask, Father, that we would put application to it. How can we respond based on how they responded to you? So we ask for your grace and guidance upon this time in your word. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke 2, starting here in verse 21. Okay, after the birth of Christ, it says, Eight days later... When the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus. And the name given him, that was the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Verse 22. Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's first child is a boy... He must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Verse 25. At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. 
As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Verse 36, now we see Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and with prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was upon him. So I want to just focus in, highlighting here, Simeon and Anna. Based on what we see in the Scriptures, here's some things about Simeon. The Scriptures say this was a righteous man, that he was very devout. He was eagerly anticipating or eagerly waiting the Messiah. He was looking for this. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was upon him. We see that from the Scriptures, and we also see that at some point in Simeon's life and ministry, he was given a revelation from God that he would one day get to see the Messiah before he would pass away. That was a revelation that was given to him, and we'll see how this plays out. Now, if we also do a little profile here on Anna, she's known as a prophetess, and there's not very many of them listed in the Bible up to this point. And uh, so God's mark, if you will, God's call is upon her life. There's something very special about Anna. She's from the tribe of Asher, and the name Asher means happy and blessed, and Anna's name means favor or grace. The Bible says that she is well along in age and that she's been widowed for most of her life. And so in response to being widowed, she decided to throw herself completely into serving the Lord. And so she begins to serve. It says she never left the temple. It also says that she did so with great devotion and intentionality. You see the fasting, you see the prayer. This was a woman of God, seeking God, pursuing God, and she would get to encounter Jesus late in her life. So that's a little bit about Simeon and Anna, and we'll unpack some more things as we go. But first, I just want to take a moment to recognize some of the things that a Jewish family would be doing after the birth of their firstborn son. Okay, One of the very first things here is this act called circumcision, and this was eight days after Jesus was born, and this circumcision was a sign of God's covenant relationship with the Jews. It was a sign that was separating them from the Gentiles. These were God's people, and circumcision was a sign of being part of that covenant relationship. Another thing for a Jewish family is one month after the birth of a firstborn, 
they would have to buy back or dedicate this child to the Lord through an offering. Parents would be acknowledging that this child belongs to God, and so one of the things they would do is pay five shekels to redeem the child. Now, I want you to think about this. They paid five shekels to redeem the Redeemer. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> but they followed through with what they were to be obedient as Jewish parents. We'll come back to that redeeming component there at the end of the message. But there's another thing that they would do, and it would be the purification of the mother. We touched on this last week. After 40 days, if the mother gave birth to a son, or after 80 days, if the mother gave birth to a daughter, they would need to do a sacrifice. And they would sacrifice a lamb, and then with that lamb, they would sacrifice a pigeon or a dove. Now, if they did not have the money, they could sacrifice two birds instead of having a lamb and a bird. And we know in this case, that is what Mary and Joseph did. They sacrificed the two birds, demonstrating that they really didn't have a whole lot of money. And so we see that here in the Scriptures, but they went through that purification process. You see here a Jewish family being obedient to what the Scriptures are asking them to do. And this is very important because in Galatians 4, the Bible tells us that at the right time, God sent His Son to be born of a woman subject to the law. These were people who were obedient to God's law. And God sent Jesus to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that He could adopt us as His very own children. So it's important to see that Jesus' family was very obedient to the Lord. They walked in obedience. This is the family he was brought up in. And God sent Jesus to buy freedom for us, and this is good news. And it's not just good news for the Jews, it's good news also for the Gentiles. And Simeon breaks that down. Our verses for this week come from Luke 2, verses 30 through 32. Two, and Simeon says, My eyes have seen your salvation. He's speaking to God. He says, Which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. It's not just a Jewish thing here. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. This salvation to all. It is here. It is through Jesus Christ. He's going to be drawing people from all Nations. This is a huge deal for all people, not just Israel, but for those who were not Jewish as well. He came to conquer sin, and, and sin is a struggle that all humanity deals with, not just those from a certain nation or background. But Jesus came to redeem all. And Simeon goes on to say something interesting. He talks about how Jesus is going to cause some to rise and some to fall, and then he talks about a sword piercing the heart. I don't know if you caught that, but let's break that down. He says this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. God has sent him as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. Some people will fall because they're rejecting Jesus. And others will rise because they're putting their faith and trust in Jesus. 
Christ is the one who raises up those who believe in him, but Jesus is also a stumbling block. That's actually something he calls himself. He'll be a stumbling block to those who do not put their faith and trust in him. And in verse 35, Simeon says, As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Now he's addressing Mary. I want you to consider what Mary would experience later on in life. This is a very joyous time. She has a new child. And the joy that that brings, and she knows this is a big deal. It's a significant thing. Angels told her that. And so she has so much to look forward to, but yet in the midst of that, there's a prophetic component here that Mary is going to watch people reject her son. Now, I don't know if you've ever been a parent, but perhaps you've lived some things where you watch people mistreat your children, and that's not a good feeling. And Mary's going to watch people reject Jesus. Mary's going to watch people torture her son Jesus. And Mary would watch people execute her son Jesus. A sword will pierce your soul. Jesus' suffering would cause Mary much pain personally. And I want to zoom out for a second because as I'm reading Simeon's words this week, there is something that stuck out to me that I get from Hebrews chapter 4. When you talk about verse 35, it says, The deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a, a sword will pierce your soul. Listen to this from Hebrews four, twelve through 13. It says, The word of God is alive and it's active. And it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. Then it says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. I just thought of that passage when you consider that, that Jesus and what he's come to do, it says the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Did you know that Jesus knows every thought that you have? He knows every word that you speak, even if it's privately. He knows all of those things, and he is the word. And we know the Scriptures are the Word. And God gives us the Scriptures to really search deep down into our hearts and reveal to things uh, to us that we need to work on. The, the double-edged sword pierces our heart. So here's a few takeaways for us that I just I sat on and I, I want to kind of walk through these. Recognizing that in, in Simeon's life, in verses 25 and 27, we see a man who is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Verse 25 says that the Holy Spirit was upon him. And then on verse 27, it says that he was in the temple because the Spirit led him there. And so we should follow in Simeon's steps here. 
and trying to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. And I want to make a point here in that the Holy Spirit leads people to Jesus. And Simeon, who is listening to the Holy Spirit, was led to the temple on the day that Jesus shows up. The Spirit leading Simeon to Jesus. Let us be sensitive to the Spirit's voice and leading us to Jesus. I also want to emphasize Anna and the fact that she was serving God, even though to some degree she might have felt like she got dealt a bad hand. Her husband passes away. And I think maybe at a younger age. So maybe feeling like things are unfair. But the Bible says she decided to serve the Lord. And sometimes when we experience loss, sometimes when we have things go down in a way that maybe we wouldn't desire, we wouldn't hope, we can get angry and bitter at God and we can get angry and bitter at the people around us. And what did Anna do? She chose to serve God. It says she never left the temple but stayed there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer. Satan would want to get you to stop serving God because you experience loss. But let's take Anna's lead here. She stepped forward and said, you know, things maybe didn't go the way that I wanted, but God is still worth worshiping. God is still worth serving no matter what is going on in my life. So we serve God. The last point here in the next verse, another thing we can take from Anna. There's good news to be shared. And when she encountered Jesus, it says she talked about the child to everyone who had been expectantly waiting for God to rescue Jerusalem. She had to share. She had to tell people this good news. And we can take notes from that. How often are we sharing the good news with people? You know, we're coming up on the close here of 2022. We're going to go into 2023. Here's a question. Just some evaluation of our own uh, planting seeds and sharing the good news. Can you think of anybody in your life that you've shared the gospel with in 2022? Does anybody come to mind? Who have you witnessed to in 2022? Let's be like Anna. There's some important things to be sharing. Let us not shrink back. I mean, we can get so distracted in, in our world and in our society and our busyness, and, and we, we just feel like, you know, I just... I've got other things I need to be doing. Well, let me ask, based on what we're seeing here in Anna's life, what is the most important thing we could be doing? We speak up about Jesus. We share the good news. By the way, there's still a week left in 2022. There's still time to share. This is a perfect time to share the good news. Let us be like Anna.
I want to also make a point here about these individuals receiving revelation from God. Okay, Simeon pointed out that God told him he was going to get to see Jesus before he would die. And then Anna, who's serving in the temple, she gets the revelation of this is the child Jesus, the Messiah. She gets to experience that. She gets to encounter this revelation. And so I want to unpack this for just a second. But these are people who knew the Scriptures. And so revelation from the Lord comes through the Scriptures. And so they were looking for the Messiah because the Scripture said there will be a Messiah. Revelation also comes through prayer. We see that Anna was praying and fasting, and you better believe Simeon was a man who prayed. But we receive revelation from God through prayer, and we receive revelation through the Spirit of God. The Bible says the Spirit was on Simeon, and the Spirit led Simeon to the temple. The Spirit of God is interceding in your life, whether you know it or not. He is interceding. And there will be times in your life as a follower of Christ where the Holy Spirit will place you exactly where you need to be to get a revelation from God. That's what happened for Simeon. But I also want to point out, and I already made this point with Anna, but service. While we are serving, God will speak to us. And I've felt this in my own life. Maybe a a season or something where I'm praying through asking for God's direction or guidance on something. And then wouldn't you know, when you step in and you serve someone or you serve with people, God gives you the answer to something that you're praying for while you are serving. And so let us serve. Let's not sit back and go, well, I'll just wait for God to give me some big revelation and then I'll serve him. No, he's worth serving. We've already covered that. As you serve him, God will guide you. God will lead you in your life. Variety of ways to receive revelation, and we see that from Simeon and Anna. We can apply this into our own life. Let us be people who are in the Word of God, praying to God, listening to the Spirit of God, and serving God. And God will reveal his will to us as we do these things, and we can walk in in his truth. We can walk with understanding. So I want to point out God's timing. How many of you have ever felt like God's delaying? Okay, it's not happening on your time frame. We're a microwave culture, right? Throw something in there, beep, beep, beep. Food comes out nice and warm. We go through a fast food chain. We expect service to happen like this. We live in this world of technology where if you wait even just seconds for something to load, we're like, what is wrong with the Internet? It's slow today. Well, think about what that thing's doing. But yet we get impatient. And when it comes to the circumstances of life, sometimes God's timing It's just not moving at our speed. But God's timing is perfect. And God's timing will lead you into a deeper connection with Jesus. For Simeon in verse 27, the Bible says that the Spirit led him that day to the temple. And that's when he encountered 
Jesus. In this revelation that God had given him, you will see the Messiah before you die. I mean, when you get a revelation like that, is there a point in your life as the years go by where you go, I mean, did God really mean what he said? I mean, I'm kind of waiting on this and waiting on this. But as he's serving, the Spirit leads him that day to the temple. I also like the language for Anna here in verse 38. Coming up to Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and Simeon, it says, at that very moment when they were all together, Anna just happens to walk into the situation. Was that just coincidence or is there divine intervention? God is at work. His timing can be trusted. His timing ultimately will glorify His Son Jesus the most. Not our timing. God will do things on His timing. I want to close with talking about Simeon's song. The words that Simeon shared are actually a song, and I'm going to do my best to pronounce this, but it's Nunc Demetis. little word you can put in your pocket and share it at Christmas dinner. I don't know. But this is a song just like Mary had her song, now Simeon has his song, and it means now you dismiss or now lettest thou depart. Remember that revelation. You won't die until you see the Messiah. Well, he sees the Messiah and he begins to speak. And one of the first things he says is, now I can, I can go. <laughs> I've seen Jesus. The song stresses that Jesus is the universal Savior to the Jew and to the Gentile. And he says, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. And I got to thinking about this. Is that our song? Is that something that we can sing? And I, I just want to word this in just a slightly different way that would cause us to think about the significance here. What if we, in our lives, we say, Lord, may I not depart until the Holy Spirit has completely fulfilled His desires in my life. May I not leave this earth until God has done everything that He wants to do in my life. Heaven is going to be awesome. Right? And I can't wait to get there, and I know you can't wait either. But there's things that we need to be doing here and now. And may we not depart until God has completed everything that he wants to do in and through us. Let that be our song. And my last point here is, the Bible says that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And that would be my prayer for everybody on Christmas weekend that you would not take your final breath here on this earth until you've seen the Lord. He got to 
see Jesus. And here's a truth from the Scriptures. If you die without knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be eternally separated from God. It is my hope, it is my prayer that people would get their hearts ready for whenever that moment might take place. Encounter Jesus now while there's still time. Call out to Him. Ask Him to be your Lord and your Savior. Several things to reflect on here this morning with this passage. And just some application, just kind of summing all of this up. Are you walking in tune with the Holy Spirit? Are you walking in tune with the Spirit of God? Are you serving Him? Is there an area that you know you can step in and, and serve the Lord? It can be your neighbor across the street. It could be something here at the church. It could be... Anything in his kingdom, are you stepping in and serving? And then the last thing would be, are you sharing the good news? Because it's a big deal. And we should share. This is not something to keep quiet and keep from others. Let the Lord accomplish all that he wants to do in our life before we would ever leave this earth. And lastly, make sure that you're ready for what that day might be. That you've encountered Christ while there's still time. Would you pray with me as we close? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time in your word. I thank you for how your spirit is guiding us and leading us to respond. Help us to apply these truths into our life. To be people who are sensitive to your spirit. To be people who are serving in your kingdom. To be people who are sharing the gospel. So many people in need, Lord. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be courageous. Let us focus in on your kingdom. Father, may you accomplish all that you want to do in our hearts and lives by your grace. Please guide us. And Father, I want to extend an opportunity. If there are people who are considering what life might look like if they left this earth. Are they right with you? Are they ready for heaven? Have they encountered Jesus and received Him as their Lord and Savior? If you would desire to receive Him this morning, I invite you to pray with me. Pray with me in your heart and say, Jesus... I want you to be my Savior. And I'm asking for forgiveness of my sin. Please cleanse me. Make me a new creation. 
accomplish the things you want to do in my life. Help me to live by your Spirit. Help me to serve in your kingdom. And help me to share the good news. Thank you for this gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.